Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Once again, this is Dr. Steve Dameron with Baptist Vices. And so as we're thinking about different aspects, philosophy, theology, when it comes to Baptist thought, one that relates very well right now in what's going on in America is individual soul liberty. Some would call this soul competency. And so we're going to think about this. I was able to line up attorney David Gibbs III, and he'll be with us in just a few moments. But I appreciated that he took time out of his schedule to be with us. And he's going to discuss um, the individual soul liberty in regards to what's going on, as I call it, to jab or not to jab. What about the vaccines and what about some of the different things that are occurring right now? Well, in Baptist thought, and we base this on the Bible, we'll talk about that in just a moment, But one man put it this way, every individual Christian has the liberty to believe right or wrong as his or her own conscience conscience dictates. We seek to persuade men to choose the right, but a person must not be forced to it into compliance. And so we base this on Romans 14, 12, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Soul competency or individual soul liberty Various terms have been used for this concept, soul freedom, um, freedom of conscience, soul competency. Basically, it means that there is a God-given freedom and ability of a person to know and respond to God's will. And so Baptists have emphasized this ability, that it's not just a human characteristic, but it's a gift from God, and it it stems all the way back even from creation, because in creation— God gave to persons the freedom to make choices. The Genesis account of creation makes it crystal clear that, yes, with that freedom carries awesome responsibility. God sets forth consequences of good and uh, evil as far as with decision-making, but it rests on the individual. And so we're going to speak about this. I'm glad that we have... Uh, David Gibbs III, attorney David Gibbs III. I'll have him talk a little bit about uh, the institution that he runs, uh, but I th- I'm very thankful that there's learned men like him to be able to be with us. We're going to talk about this to jab or not to jab. Well, it's good to have attorney David Gibbs III with us on my podcast, The Baptist Vices. I don't know if he'll want to be associated with this or not. So welcome, welcome to my podcast. 
Hey, Brother Dameron, I am certainly honored to, to be part of any uh, podcast. And uh, as an attorney, I'm always glad to uh, represent and to uh, help ministers as they think through different things or different perspectives. And, you know, we at the National Center for Life and Liberty, we always kind of keep the objective maximum ministry with minimal liability. And I love encouraging folks to do more, not less for the Lord. All right. So. I've made a catchy title. It's my style. All right, so um, you know I'm insane. So here we go, to jab or not to jab. And I'm kind of looking at it with baptistic thought. And so uh, before we started recording here, you and I were talking about this, and so I want to just bring it right in. So the idea to jab or not to jab, dealing with individual soul liberty and Baptist thought. So... Uh, give me just some quick takes that you have as far as a, a lawyer and then your Baptistic background. Well, and we're watching where, you know, I, I like to begin this topic by saying, you know, um, there are morons in any church that are vaccinated and there's morons in any church that are not vaccinated. <laughs> and there's some really nice people that are vaccinated and there's some really nice people that are not vaccinated. So I, I try to like explain that whether you get vaccinated or not does not mean you're a moron or not. That right. This is a personal choice. Right. Uh, it depends on circumstances. And, and, you know, a lot of the more independent Baptists are, you know, slightly tortured. You know, the Southern Baptists are pushing vaccination, the okay. health and wellness Pentecostals are opposing it. So it's kind of like, what do I do? Which way do I go? How do I approach it? So, you know? And as, as the anti-vaxxers like to call it the uh, Fauci ouchie, right. uh, they are just not interested in going that direction. All right. So I'm looking at it more in a biblical perspective, biblically, individual soul liberty uh, as a Baptist principle is found in Romans. Uh, where so then every one of us shall give account of himself uh, to God. And then you brought up even the First Corinthians 6 principle that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So let's address yeah. that. Well, what we have, um, and then this comes up in, in court, and it comes up in the exemptions that are requested. As people approach, let's say their employer or their government, and say, I object religiously, conscientiously to the vaccine. Yeah. And the objections kind of fall into, as you mentioned, sort of the, the broad main categories. Um, there is an objection that is uh, more articulated in certain, a lot of times Catholic circles and others that say the vaccines were tied to uh, abortifacient research and different yeah. things. And we object to being connected to abortion in any manner whatsoever. So that's one argument that's put forward. Okay. Um, more of a Baptistic approach. Um, you mentioned them, the individual soul liberty, but really ties into the body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And yep. that there is a stewardship yep. that whatever you let into the body, um, you believe it to be what the Lord would want. And, and we certainly you know, can have good people who disagree on certain topics with yes. regard to personal holiness and separation. But there is definitely within the Baptist history and heritage the understanding that anything that we believe is in poor stewardship to the body, anything that we believe diminishes the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives, is something to be avoided. And those are very individual decisions. But we are living in a culture right now where the government 
and a lot of even private businesses are wanting to take away that choice from the people and they want to turn around and say, you're mandated, you must. And it's putting a lot of pressure and it's actually forcing people to really decide for themselves. And and again, within churches, there's good people that can agree or disagree yes. on these issues, but it is very much an individual choice that people have to evaluate. And if somebody's going to risk their retirement, their job, uh, their careers, they need to make sure that it's not something that's done a whim or something that they're pushed yes. to do by somebody else, but it's something where they count the cost themselves. Yes. So you brought up something and that was, uh, and I believe I, I actually have a, a guy in our church that is really big into Baptist history. And so he sent me an email just, I think last week, and that is the Thomas More Society in the state of New York is representing a bunch of doctors and nurses. And he, they're saying that these doctors and nurses would sin gravely if they acted in cooperation with the evil of abortion. So they're tying the vaccine to um, abortion or the use of, I take it, uh, fetuses um, being used in the vaccine. But you and I were talking about that some. That argument can fall apart, can it, can it not? Well, it, a lot of times it does for this reason, okay? Okay. Um, they will say, number one, there's no, you know, abortifacient or parts in the vaccine that come from aborted children. And then the religious people counter back and say, well, but the testing or the development or the yeah. chain of research. And they, they look at that. Well, the problem is if you expand out that far, um, you could literally have aspirin and, and everyday household uh, medicines and other things that have been developed similarly. And the thing they look at when you assert a religious belief, any type of exemption, any type of court case, is number one, it has to be a sincerely held religious belief. Yes. I mean, they're looking for it to be a belief that you can articulate. So if you say, I religiously object, and they go, well, you don't ever go to church. We didn't know you were religious. Or you religiously object to the vaccine, but you have a medical marijuana card. Wait a minute. Explain yes. this. Right. Yeah, you follow what I'm saying. Yes. They're looking for some degree of consistency that, okay, if you are going to be the person that's going to assert a religious objection, that we can see in you that you're consistent and sincerely held you to the best of your ability to live through this. So what I've encouraged people as they look at this issue is, you know, some people, you know, they can hardly say abortifacient, much less spell it. So you, you get into like <laughs> arguments people can't articulate. Right. And so I often look to folks and say, look, do you believe the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Yes, I do. And do you believe before God, as you prayed and sought the mind of the Lord, that it would violate your sincerely held religious beliefs to receive this vaccine? If somebody can say, yes, I do, then they would be someone that could potentially assert a religious objection. I think the least complicated approach oftentimes is the easier approach to articulate and more effective. Now, the New York state, as you mentioned, is a more hostile state. I mean, yeah. and, and I mean, I, I had a ministry we were just helping that was threatened with, you know, $50,000 a month in fines for not, you know, masking three-year-olds. I mean, it, it's a, it's a pretty aggressive response in a lot of parts of that state. So the doctors and the nurses and others are having challenges in court, but I've reminded folks that honestly, the court challenges as a group are very difficult to win mm. because the courts have pretty much established 
that these mandates, even going back to 1905, in a case where they upheld, the Supreme Court upheld smallpox vaccine, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Jacobson, uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, actually got put in jail for uh. refusing smallpox vaccine, and the court allowed that. So attacking the actual mandates, the government can't do this, um, has not been successful in the courts. Okay. But individuals asserting yeah. their individual rights um, have seen great success. And so I do encourage people, you know, don't think about it as a group necessarily because that's going to be a hard battle and it's yes. really outside of your control. But think about it as an individual, both before God, your own beliefs, and then when you go to your employer. And then I've also found this, and this is practical. If they want you, they can keep you. Yeah. If they want to get rid of you, they can use this as an excuse. Right. So. You know, being a valued employee, being somebody they want yes. is a key part to this. Yeah. So just uh, kind of wrapping up, let me get a, a couple of thoughts from you. I wanted to put a couple of things out there as in regards to what you do. Um, you started the NCLL, that's the National Center for Life and Liberty, and you kind of have, you already are approaching it this way. You have approached everything kind of as the individual, not as the group. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Absolutely. Yes, and, sir. So what if somebody is facing something? I know uh, for me, our church, uh, we support you. And so you've helped some of our folks individually. Like you and I have been on the phone. We've talked. And basically, we're, you're telling even myself, have, have your folks contact your office individually. And that's kind of how you're approaching it right now. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, any of our supporting churches, we say we are honored to stand with your members. And we also realize there's diversity of opinion on this. Yes. We have some churches where a pastor, for his own reasons, international travel or sick spouse yeah. or other things, made the decision to get vaccinated. But there's people in his church that don't. So yes. we don't view this as a, you're a spiritual or not litmus test. But if there's people in your church with sincerely held religious beliefs and we can be a help, uh, we have had great success in walking them through the exemption process and saving their jobs. Well, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you for um, pausing your schedule. Uh, I know you're busy and uh, appreciate you helping out. Hopefully we can have you back and we can discuss some of these things again. Thanks for being with me. Well, my honor and hold you and your ministry and your new podcast in high esteem, my friend. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad that Attorney David Gibbs III was able to be with us, and hopefully he'll be able to be with us again. I was talking with him uh, off the podcast, and we were trying to line up some future uh, phone calls uh, that we can discuss some things. He's uh, a gifted attorney. I would highly recommend NCLL and using them. Uh, he represents uh, people very well, and as you can see, he knows the law, but also he has a baptistic doctrine, and that is uh, kind of foreign, just as we reference the Thomas More Society, the Thomas More Society, more of a, a Catholic organization, and some of their arguments, I think, yes, they, they have some strong backing in America, they have a lot of funding, but I think some of their arguments fall apart when it comes to baptistic thought. So let's think again, let's wrap it up as far as this idea of individual soul liberty or freedom of conscience or soul competency. Uh, church history verifies that Christians have died for this principle. 
Uh, there are examples. I'm not going to go into some of the examples because of time. The teaching that individuals are sovereign in matters of faith is one of, that Baptists will and should not compromise. One man wrote it this way, the individual soul is answerable to Almighty God and to him alone. This precludes giving up that independency to a pope, a priest, a system, an organization, a convention, a fellowship, an association, or any other human being. None of these are given the authority to interpose anything whatsoever between the individual believer and God concerning any matter of faith. Praise the Lord that biblically, I believe, we see individual soul liberty. And so we need to make sure that that we are following this. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.17, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Galatians 5.1, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If you remember historically under the role of Constantine, Roman law demanded that all people in the Roman Empire become Christians. The result of this law was forcing Christianity upon the masses by infant baptism and a meaningless profession by adults. And we don't believe in that. Uh, A person may choose to be a Baptist, a member of another Christian denomination, or choose no religious belief system and no church. Um, And the church... The government, no family, friends may either make the decision or compel the person to choose otherwise. A, mer- a person may change their mind at any time. And we have to understand that individual soul liberty is very important. It is based in Scripture, and hopefully this will help some discussion uh, for you. Hopefully it will help you in thinking about this idea. I believe when it comes to this idea of the vaccine, to jab or not to jab, That is the question. Within your church, you may have differing opinions, but that's okay. That's what Baptists have believed. When it comes to, as long as there's not some moral uh, sin going on, I'm not talking about killing somebody. Oh, that's going to go against our moral laws. But when it comes to the vaccines, I don't think that you can come up to somebody and say, you're in sin because you didn't get the vaccine, or "You're you're you're in sin because you did take the vaccine. No. You know what, that should be individually decided. And let's make sure that we're not falling into a trap as far as a Baptist vice of requiring everybody uh, to do what I do. No, Baptist vice uh, would do that and say that we got to have everybody be exactly like me. Well, no, God in creation made us all individuals and He gave us with a free choice. Well, that's our thoughts for today. Dr. Steve Dameron checking out. We'll be back next week with more intriguing ideas and thoughts in Baptist Vices. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you.